Or April 2nd, Saturday, Tony and Mad Max were live. I know we want to have a few topics here to discuss here today, baseball and basketball, the main topics. And you said that you have another one. Do you want to open up with the other one or end with the special topic? We'll end with it. Perfect. What are we starting off with here today? Are we starting off with the Nets or are we starting off with the Mets and Yankees? Um, let's let's get basketball out of the way. Um <clears throat> I just want to be brief with this. Um, um, New York basketball has been such a massive disappointment this year. And I don't think that that's hyperbole. I, I, I really just, I have cautious optimism in terms of how this season is going to end for both these teams. I know that, that the Knicks are pretty much done. They've won a, they've won a few games recently down down the stretch we're finding out a lot of crazy crap about Julius Randle which is really an, an, an unfortunate case because you know the, the Leon Rose gave that man so much money and he is just shitting on the entire fan base and the and, and the entire organization with his antics and we are back to the phase where we are now judging the young players and whether they could make it make it in this league and listen we could all go nuts for Obi Toppin we could go nuts for RJ Barrett Deuce McBride Jericho Sims all those young players but in the end it's always just going to come down to out and out talent and can these guys carry the franchise into the future because you thought that you had a future with Julius Randle as your guy give the guy a hefty four-year contract and now they're going to be looking for a trade partner this offseason so things just completely went off the rails and as for Brooklyn I mean I don't know what to say anymore dude like the, the Nets are closer to being out of out of the playoffs than than like being in a good position in the actual play in because six is gone. Six ended a long time ago. But just like how the Knicks have a lot of questions to answer in the offseason, like Leon Rose, he has a Nets lot, do a too. lot of, Oh, he's got a yeah. lot of explaining to do. And there's a lot of trades that have to be made. It looks clear from just the last stretch of games here so far that Obi Toppin is the perfect replacement for Randall. Yep, like I said, you know, both front offices are going to have going to have a lot to answer for, especially Sean Marks, because this was a year that was supposed to be, you were supposed to be where the Suns are, pretty much. Like this, the Suns have sixty-two wins; they are well on their way to possibly steamrolling the Western Conference, going into the NBA Finals again. And this was where this was where you were supposed to be. Yep. And, and you know what? You know, it, it makes sense from here, too, with the Nets. You don't need all the star players in the world because look at the Nets case. They have all these star players, and they still can't get it done. You know what, dude? You're right. This is, what's, this is what's been revealed here. Yes, you need star players to win in this league, but you also need a team. You need an identity. You need cohesion. You need chemistry. You need role players that come off the bench and, and you know, compensate for when your star players are, 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 off, are off the floor. The Nets don't have that. No. When KD and Kyrie are off the floor, it, it's, it, you've got who on the floor, man? Nick Claxton. You know, th- this year you had Javon Carter, DeAndre Bembry. Now you got Goran Dragic and like we like we like Andre Drummond, we like Seth Curry, Blake Griffin. They're, they're they're good players. Blake Griffin, Blake Blake Griffin's been play has played really really good this year. But let's face facts: the loss of Joe Harris crippled this team. And that's fantastic. The entire last year. year, remember? Now you need him. Need him big time. Patty Mills is cooked. Patty Mills was being asked to 
be put in a role that he had never been in before when Kyrie wasn't playing those home games. And not even that, like in the, in, in the beginning of the year, Kyrie wasn't even a player. He didn't play at home or on the road. So Patty Mills was, was, was doing starting duties for a full half of the year. And now with all those minutes clocked in, he's, he, he's fried. So your scoring options are stale when KD and Kyrie are not on the floor. Looking That's back at Sean it, Marks. looking back That's at on... it now, because everyone was like, "Oh, it's Kyrie's decision to get a shot." He should have took the unselfish approach and just got the shot like everyone else, so he could play with his team. I just think that that was never an option to begin with. Kyrie was never getting vaccinated. No. Do I think that that the Nets should have made him sit out both home and road games? Obviously, he couldn't play at home, but should they have? from the start of the year just allowed him to be part-time because I'm telling you, dude, a lot of those road games, they could have used Kyrie in those, in that first half of the year. And those are big wins because in times like this, where you're like, like a game, a, a half a game ahead of somebody that, that that's, that that's 10th, like you needed those wins. Sean Marks has a lot of explaining to do. He really does. I want him to explain to the media why after three years of having horrific defense and no rebounding, why it took you till the trade deadline and to unload James Harden to finally get Andre Drummond. You wanted him last year. You wanted him last year when there were trade rumors. Well, not just Andre Drummond, dude. Any big body. That's what Hassan you needed. Whiteside, JaVale McGee, these guys that could that could that could bully down low to get 18 to 20 rebounds a game. That's what Brooklyn needed the most. Why did and why and why did you hire this coach? An inexperienced guy who had never coached a day in his life. Should have kept Atkinson, but that was never going to happen because we know that Nash is the player's coach. Yeah, and I don't think and KD was was never going to work with, with with Kenny. No. But you're the GM. Make a move here. There was a rumor. There was a rumor two years ago that they were going to go talk to San Antonio to try to pry Greg Greg Popovich away. Just give him a ton of money. I would have preferred them try that. Considering that you dumped all this money on all these crappy role players it would have been a, it would have paid a much bigger dividend if you would have thrown all that money into one guy to be the head coach in Popovich now would it have worked probably not I don't know we'll, we'll never know everybody's got a price I mean if you offered Greg Popovich the highest coaching contract in, in the entire league I think he would have stepped away from San Antonio and came over out and came over out east to Brooklyn. And that would have paid a huge, huge difference, man. You never know. Money talks. He does talk. And Steve Nash is not cutting it. No. Use that money for a head coach, a guy that could actually do it, a guy that can actually run a system, create like viable rotations because Steve Nash's rotations have been have been off the charts bad this year. Worse than Tibbs? I don't know about worse than Tibbs. I mean, well, here's the thing, dude. Tibbs is Tibbs was playing with less talented players. It's just that simple. But Steve Nash is just not head coaching material. He's not. No. I didn't like the move to begin with when you got him. And it came out of nowhere too, like literally out of nowhere. It did. And here's I wasn't guy, expecting it Steve because you know because he, he he's a first time coach. It was like when the Knicks got Derek Fisher. Yeah, you're just like well with Derek Fisher, you knew with, with the whole with, with the Phil Jackson connection, but it, and it, and it's such a shame, dude. Another likable guy in sports bites the dust when he tries to do something that he can't do. Steve Nash is a 
Hall of Famer. He's on the 75 team for the NBA. He was he's one of the best point guards in NBA history. And here he is being dragged about by the media, by the people on social media, dragging him for being a bad head coach. Another one bites the dust. Leave your playing career as is, dude. If you want to coach, start, start from the ground up. Be an assistant coach. Agreed. Go to college. Be, be, be a coach in college and then work your way back up to the NBA. Don't be like sending in applications to be the head coach of an NBA team and use your name value to give you points. I'm tired of that. That's got to end. Well, you're digging you, deep be, now, but it's the truth. Yeah. You're digging deep. Yeah. No, because no, but doesn't that like legitimately just like tarnish their tarnish their image? It does. And you think that they should care about that, but they don't. They go in and they just rather just I don't know what, what the benefit of it was. Was Nash really interested in being a head coach? I mean, obviously he's out there coaching, but did he know what, what comes with the consequences of being a head coach? And if you fail? Guess not, dude. Look at look at freaking Aaron Boone uh, with the Yankees. It's baseball, a different sport, but Aaron Boone, b- b- before he was the manager of the Yankees, he was a um, ESPN broadcaster on uh, su- Sunday Night Baseball. That's right. Never coached a game in his life. Nope. Not one. Phil Jackson, one of the best head coaches in sports, tried to be tried to be an executive didn't work no Larry Bird Larry Bird part owning the um, Pacers he's been god awful Larry Bird Michael Jordan with the Hornets or in the Hornets where are they they're a good team but they're not champions don't forget the years of when he owned the Bobcats either Mm. throw that right in there exactly Isaiah Thomas you're a Knicks fan again like these guys, Kurt Rambis, these, Kurt Rambis. Well, Kurt Rambis is not on the level of, of Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, Hornacek. <laughs> I'm I'm talking about the the, the all star players, the star players the all, that are coaches. Yeah, the all star players that try to take a risk, and it's like just leave it alone. And if and if if you want to pursue it, great, but start from the bottom, man. Here's a good candidate. Well. People go at him on social media as well. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers and well, Doc Rivers is, is seasoned, dude. Doc Rivers has a championship. He's on a different level. And you can't and you can't give me Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr has had one of the most talented and, and rosters in NBA history. He's good at what he does. I could say he, he he's a good head coach, but he's not like great by any means. There's no way that you could judge greatness off the fact that you've got Steph Curry and Klay Thompson in your backcourt. You can't do it. Nope. Plus having Kevin Durant for three years. Are you? No. No, 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 no. Can't do it. Nope. But this is what's plagued New York basketball this year, man. It's like it's it's been the coaching. It's been... It's been durability with Brooklyn pretty much because KD, because that, 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 I mean, yes, Derek Rose being out, that killed the Knicks. But with KD being out with that knee injury for two months, it absolutely slaughtered that team. They went on a freaking 11 game losing streak. You know how bad that is? Horrible. That I 11 remember that game stretch. Losing... You couldn't even watch basketball for that whole stretch. Couldn't like because they, because their starting lineups were atrocious atrocious and now we're back to the same narrative from last year can't play defense especially against especially against the three and rebounding has been better but it's still not where it should be thank you Andre Drummond and 
listen, I love how Kyrie said that he's going to be, he, he, Kyrie said to the public, he is, he is going to sign that extension and he'll, and he'll be back with Brooklyn next year. And for the foreseeable future, I love that. Love it, love it, love it. This off season, dude, things got to change and Steve Nash has got to go and they need to really focus on role players that We'll give you Evan Fournier. No, nah, we do. We need defense. Get that. <laughs> I want guys that. I want guys. New Orleans Noel. Up. He didn't even play for us this year. The New Orleans Noel at least could probably get rebounds. I'll take Taj Gibson. Take him, please. Although, although, although Taj Gibson signed what a three-year contract. Mm-hmm. They signed. They, they all signed multi-year contracts last offseason for the Knicks. No, I want a guy like PJ Tucker, a guy that gets a guy that gets in your face and is like, "I'm going to make sure that I'm 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 going to stay on you. If you if you got that basketball, you're finished. You're not getting anywhere near anywhere near that basket." Perfect Love that example right there. So disappointing, but I wanted to just to get I, I wanted to get that off my chest about basketball. It's just so it's so disheartening, you know, and that loss to Milwaukee, just another another gut-wrenching defeat for Brooklyn, dude. And it, it, it was a big game. And if they would have won that game, the spirit would have been so much better. Yeah. And just think about the Knicks, like with the Julius Randle trade rumors. You hear that he's asking for a trade on social media. Then you hear, no, no, I want to stay here. You're hearing when he's in the press conferences, you're hearing a different story. He's got to go. Because it's blatantly this obvious this guy, this guy is the problem on the team. What is this guy's deal? I feel like the team can't stand him anymore. No, he's got to go. And, and, and you know what? There was a perfect article headline this week in the papers that said the Knicks have to stop acting like Julius Randle isn't a problem. They just ignore it. I mean, like I said, they gave him all that money. And front offices try. Front offices try their best. They 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 try their best to save face on any player, especially ones that they've given a lot of money to, because if they go after Julius, then it's a bad look on them, because Leon Rose gave him gave, gave him the contract. Yep, that's his decision. And you, I wasn't big on the contract last year, remember? Because I said he, because he choked in the playoffs last year. I said, I wouldn't be giving this guy a four-year extension. But we all justified it because we all said, well, we wouldn't have gotten to the playoffs without Julius Randle. Where did that Julius Randle go? He disappeared. So you know what? Let's trade him now while he may still have some value. Of that, was probably, that, was, that was probably the best chance to do it because Julius was still under contract, right? Even before the extension. I, I believe so. I think he was down for one more year, but then they extended yeah. him. So this so this would have been his walk year. This would have been his walk year. Because his, his contract, Man. I think, was three years. They really jumped the gun. But that's, you know, that's a, that's a risk you take. You know, I feel like the Knicks front office saw the spark that Julius brought, not just to the fan base, but to the entire city. And they were like, we can't let this guy go. Like he's, he's our guy. Like this guy has brought back that New York Knickerbocker spirit, you know, from like the, from like the days of Patrick Ewing and John Starks, but that died quickly. Yeah. And you got Brandon Tierney on Twitter last year saying that Julius Randall has done more for the Knicks organization than, than Carmelo ever did. So, so when you, so when you have stuff like that going out, by legitimate media members like Brandon Tierney, like that 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 stuff reaches Leon Rose. It reaches James Dolan. And I don't agree with that. Melo put the team on his back when he was out there. But we had a team. We had that chemistry that we talked about earlier with the Mets. I mean, with the with the Nets. Mm-hmm. So it's two totally different situations. But to say that Julius Randle did more than Melo for the Knicks organization. It's a joke statement. You're not a true Knicks fan, and you didn't even watch those teams. If if you're really saying that, it's just it just it, it completely just blew up in their faces. And you know what? 
it could have happened to anybody. It just happens. It could have. Yeah, it does. It's just unfortunate the Knicks are always on that negative side where just things don't pan out. Well, hopefully things pan out for R.J. Barrett because R.J. Barrett is younger. He's under, he's, he's under team control for a while. And you can build around a two guard like RJ, you know, I know that you still need that, that, that point guard, but like you could build around RJ. That's not, that's not a, that's, it's not a bad start. No, it's time. You know what, man? It's time to bring in the star player this off season. I want to trade for a star player. There's two things I want marked down this off season. I want a star player and I want a point guard. Let's go. Start, yep. Let's freaking go. Those are the two things that I want as a Knicks fan. And I think, I think that's not a lot to ask for one star no, player. Well, I'll tell you this. That's been the story for, for the past 20 years, right? Oh, it has been, <laughs> it has been, but I'm getting fed up with the, the year of high expectations for everything to just be a letdown. I want a star player and a point guard here. Re- rework this whole roster because for the Fournier's aren't cutting it. No. Get rid of him. Get rid of freaking Walker. He Walker's going to be gone after this year anyway. But let's mm-hmm. figure out this roster because Mitchell Robinson, I don't know if he's the answer. New Orleans Noel was a bust contract. Looking that way, yeah. he didn't do anything this year. Rose is always injured. Yeah, well, Rose is, you know. But Rose I would be willing to keep yeah. him. I would yeah. be willing, like, why not? I mean, I thought, I, looking at it right now, it's kind of a bad contract because he didn't play this year. But I'll keep him for next year. But Randall, Fournier, Walker, Nerlens Noel, these got these guys got to go. Bring in new talent. But like I said, I want a star player and I want a point guard. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. Well, let's get to the baseball. Um, <laughs> Jacob Degrom, dude. Like, I don't. It's so impossible to really get excited for sports anymore, especially and the injuries. Baseball. The injuries are through the roof. Every year, Degrom's injured. People said it on Twitter last night. His body is literally breaking down. Now we're going to miss four weeks of Jacob Degrom. Then you're hearing about Scherzer having a small tweak to his injury, in which he can still play. I'm glad that Scherzer yeah. can still play at least. But it's, a it's not a good sign. They'll, they'll, it's a precaution. They're going to let him sit till probably opening day, which is the smart thing to do because you cannot mess that up. No, we can't. We can't afford to lose that. Nope. We already lost Degrom for four weeks. And you know what? What did I say to you? I said to you, one of these pitchers are going to go down. Why didn't the Mets go harder? in free agency to get more starting pitch quality, starting pitching, not Tawan Walker, not Carlos Carrasco. I, I'm talking about maybe Castillo. There's some pitchers out there that they could have got the, in case situations like this happen. And we, here we are again, losing our ACE. We're, we've already lost the ACE pitcher already. And who, who knows while, how long he's going to be out months. for? For yep. two months. Yep. Just, well, that trade that that trade for Chris Bassett was huge. I I I agreed with that trade. You got a a third solid started pitcher, but now you're relying on Scherzer, Bassett, and then you're relying on McGill. I mean, give me a break with the the love for this guy. He's not a star pitcher. And then you have to look at these guys, Tawan Walker and, and Carlos Carrasco, who are also injury prone. And they are no days at the beach either. They can have a lot of terrible games. They can have a lot of bad games. Mm-hmm. And I think it's honestly going to come down to offense too. If, 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 if this team can score runs. Better start hitting because you know if, what? That was their number one problem last year. And what did I tell you? They didn't bring in a, a, another star bat like Chris Bryant. No. You let Javi Baez well, they, walk to the Detroit yeah. Tigers. Let him walk well, right got- out of the damn organization, and they just didn't fill his fill his spot. Yeah, they brought in Marte, but he's having injury issues. He's playing well in right field. They brought in Canna. They brought in um, Escobar. Uh, Escobar. They got Lindor coming back for a second season, and it looks no, like it's going to be his revenge season. And Alonso needs to start heating up a little bit more. I know he hit his home run the other day. Hopefully, that gets his confidence going here and towards hitting more home runs. 
like everyone wants to say that a proclaimed polar bear, let's go. You know, it, it's just every year it's always, it always comes down to the injuries for the Mets always. And you know what I'm looking at, and, and I know we don't want to talk about football too much today because, you know, we always got the countdowns coming here for the draft and we're going to, it's probably the week before the draft is when we'll cover football in its entirety and the week after once the picks are made, but I'm looking at Jameson Williams out of Alabama, the wide receiver. This kid's yeah. in college. He tore his ACL. He's going through therapy. What is with all these ACL injuries? I was thinking this the other day. Were players tearing their ACLs like this back in the 80s for the NFL? I'm sure they I'm I'm sure they were. It's just that it just it, it wasn't as publicized as it is now because nowadays with Twitter and social media, you you know all these players from, from all these colleges. You can watch all these bowl games on television, every single one. You know, so you're able to to witness these players. You know the news behind them. So you hear about these ACL tears and all and these and, and, and these bad injuries that befall these NFL prospects now more than ever. We are literally living amongst these these athletes now. You know, it's not like they didn't happen back in the 80s. It's just that we weren't, like, aware. Unless you were, like, a stud prospect, like a like a top 10 pick, you didn't know. No. Nope. But now you do. We know all these prospects because we're able to watch all these college football games on television. And the social media covers it all. But a torn ACL for, for a wide receiver as recent as the, as the um, uh, um, national championship, you know, that's a big, that's a, that's a big red flag. So I don't know if the Jets wouldn't, uh, the, uh, the, the Jets would, would ever go into that sort of realm, but, it, but that's with football, you know, like it, these injuries are coming all around in sports, especially in baseball. And it's so hard to root for your team when you don't know when your best player is going to get hurt. Like you can have your best pitcher blow, blow out his elbow on the next pitch and then your season's done. Your best hitter could, you know, could hyper extension, hyper, hyper, hyper extend something, pull a hammy, uh, um, strain a calf. And then they're done for two months. Like, what the hell is that? LeBron James isn't like or hate LeBron James. He comes and plays whenever he can. Every single year. He's hurt right now. And I think it's best that he's hurt right now because he's, he'll be able to sit, to sit on the bench and watch his, his, his dumpster fire team play. But... It, it, in other sports, it, these guys come to play. Tom Brady, man, he comes to play every single game. He, you know, Brett Favre had his streak. Eli Manning had his streak of games played. Baseball players don't, dude. Cal, dude. Cal Ripken. Cal, Cal, Cal Ripken retired, like, retired 20 years ago. His streak of games played is never, ever, ever going to be broken again. Never. Oh, played like every game. <laughs> he played in over like, what was it, 2,100 games, 2,200 games. That's right. Just different time in baseball, dude. Different time in sports. The injuries are just insane because players' bodies are different. The way that that these players treat their bodies, how they – do maintenance on it. It, it, it it's it's so easy to break it it's easy for it to break down but that's all that's all i really wanted to get into it with baseball um opening days thursday <clears throat> can't believe it but yeah dude with injuries it's so hard to to root for your team it's so hard to enjoy it because you could be you know have, you could be winning a bunch of games, and then all of a sudden, boom, somebody tears their knee up. Somebody breaks a bone. Then they're out for two months or two or three months. Yep. 
And then you start losing games and you're like, oh boy, we're really, we're really missing that guy now. Here we go again, especially if you're a Mets fan. And it always pisses me off when people say, oh, no excuses. Everybody has injuries. Are you kidding? That doesn't mean that the players behind the star player are going to step up and it's going to be the same. That's the thing though, dude. Like people who say like, oh, like, well, our team lost this guy. Yeah, well, our team lost our guy. And our guy contributed to us being 15 games above 500. And you can't just lose him and, and expect to keep winning. No, nope. At, at the same clip. But we'll see what happens, dude. I mean... Steve Cohen has a lot of money, so maybe he'll bring somebody in. I hope. He's got to make a move because I didn't like the, the words of the GM. I think he's done a great job so far, the new GM. But you got to have a replacement there for DeGrom because what if DeGrom is out longer than two months? Got to bring in another pitcher. You got to bring – if I were the Mets, like I said, I'd still think you're, you're still three players down. Now you need two starter pitchers. And I'd say another bullpen guy because Edwin Diaz isn't legit and another bat. So you really need – the Mets are really now four players away. Yeah. But let's get into the last topic, which I wanted to, like, discuss here. Hmm. It has nothing to do with sports. What's your take on, like, school in general? School. Hmm. Like the, like the, um, like the um, concept of school, like what we're taught how they how 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 school goes about it i think that with school i feel as though everything of- we're taught i don't need it i was thinking about all these sites you know it's kind of funny you bring this up i was thinking of i was watching this thing like this that i just came across this show on tv and it just it was it was people in a classroom students in a classroom and i was just thinking to myself you know i haven't used any of the stuff I was taught back then to what I'm doing here with, with radio, with our shows, with anything I'm doing in life. I, I think the only thing that was important to me throughout my time in school was speech <laughs> for college yeah, and, and just certain reading ca- classes to get your vocabulary up. I think that's it. Maybe some math classes to, to handle some expenses, but that's it. School doesn't teach you the real aspects and, and trials and tribulations of life. No, there's some aspects. I think that you do need to learn math, reading, writing to a certain extent. History, I think is good. History is important. But like I said, I actually did an interview the other day where I talked about history, how they whitewash everything. And you, you don't learn about the real things that happen in history, such as like there being a black Wall Street. Yeah. They hide all that from you. You have to learn about yeah. that on your own. Mm hmm. And like, there's a lot of pressure that parents put put on their kids in school. What's your like take on that? Like, I, I think it's important. I mean, for uh, from my experience, I was never big on, on on the school factor. Like when I was younger, but my my mother and parents drilled it into me. That it was important. It kept my head on straight, kept kept my mind on the books. And just, I think if that didn't happen, I don't know if I'd be sitting here today running two radio shows. I think by me going to school, kept my mind focused. Like I said, keeps your mind off of other things. Absolutely. You know, um, I just think that like the value of college has died down in recent years. I wish that, you know, hiring managers understood that because it's different when it's the actual people in college that smell the bullshit, but it's got to be the hiring managers that really make the difference. It's a two-way street because you got these jobs out there with, with, with um, um, job requirements that require like a full-on master's degree and you're getting paid like uh, $40,000 a year. Like that should be like, that should be like almost illegal in this country. 
And minimum that's wage in this country is a joke too. Should be raised that's, higher. And that's where you get your pressure for, for, for these kids to, you know, beat their minds up in school, you know, pass all their tests and whatnot. Like there's gotta be more of a positive push in school. And there, and there's gotta be more of a guidance sort of factor. Like it, it, it shouldn't just be like come in at eight 30, sit down at your desk, crack open the book and start writing. It's gotta be like, like a journey, a journey to finding out who you are. And it's hard to do that when you're like 15, 16, 17 years old, because you don't know the world. No. You don't know what's outside your, outside your town. I mean, when you're, uh, I mean, you start getting your license when, when, when you're 17 and it's a great accomplishment and you're out driving all over the place, but you're not like, you're not learning life. No. You're not understanding relationships. I mean, I mean, relationships, you, you got to learn yourself almost. It's all practical. But there's got to be like, there's got to be a different mindset in schooling. And, and it's got to start from like the very beginning. Kindergarten. Pre-K. <laughs> Kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to start from the very beginning. School has to be a journey into finding where you want your life to be. But that journey can't include dropping $65,000, in tuition it, because that, that completely hobbles you. I mean, like, you can't go on that educational journey if, if you're hobbled by, by $60,000 in college debt. No. Can't happen. Because I think of you and I think of, like, how you were talking about possibly going to get your master's in like in California. And I'm like, dude, you're already under a crazy amount of debt. It, it, your journey is hitting a pretty big wall here. And it's called, it's, it, 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 it's called student loan. I just think that in high school, and when I say kindergarten, that's a little crazy. I mean, kindergarten, <laughs> you're just learning how to like be amongst children, how to be amongst your peers, you know, to play, to learn, to grow. Elementary school, same thing, the basics, middle school, a little bit further up in basics. High school is where I think they, 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 they really got to smarten up because now you're dealing with Real life stuff. Real life stuff. Prepubescent teens that are they're going through mental obstacles that they never thought they had to go through at a young age. But that's just human life. But why not teach them human life? Why are we teaching Pythagorean theorems? <laughs> teach them human life. The periodic table of elements. Periodic tables. And you know... I was thinking of like this one post on Facebook I was looking at and a principal at some school sent a letter out to all the parents because it was um, exam week, probably finals. And the principal said, I want you all you parents to understand. And I'm paraphrasing this letter. I want you all to understand that if your child does great on, on, on his or her exams, amazing. Great job. But if they don't, don't, don't kill their self-confidence. Don't put them down. Don't smash their dignity because they didn't pass a test, you know, or they struggled. Because in those classrooms, there's going to be future artists, future, future athletes, future entrepreneurs, future innovators, future, future um, musicians, all different walks of life. And it's not always going to be about straight up math, English, um, science and history. It's not what it's all about. 
and schools today push it into your brain that math, English, science, and history is going to be what is going to be what life is. And that's not what, and it's not the case. No, it's just Absolutely not. not. No. And I don't know why they push that agenda. It's a, it's a very outdated principle. They need to teach about life, life, real life stuff, like how to handle your bills, taxes. <laughs> they need to, they need to the, teach you the real life stuff, how to manage your money. Here's my thing on that too. Like, to teach somebody all that stuff, it, it doesn't take that much time too. Oh. It doesn't. I think that you got to teach people what's valuable and what isn't. Teach them the power of money. You can manage a checkbook. You can balance a budget. You just have to live within your means. You have to know what you have and know what you can't spend on. <laughs> like, and teach them, well, not only just teach them, reveal to them what they're good at. Because if you could tell a kid what they're really good at, then they'll want to pursue that Pursue that as a job. Just like the Joker said in, in um, the, um, uh, the Dark Knight, if you're good at something, never do never it do for it for free. free. <laughs> We got kids need to learn what they're good at early in life, because if they don't, then they're walking into a very tough decision on graduation day, or at least three, four months before graduation day. Are you talking about in college or high school? I would say high school, dude. High school. Because once you reach college, you really should know what you want to do. I think that the whole thing of like, oh, you're undecided, bullshit. <laughs> if you're undecided, you are burning money every time you step on that campus. That literally is like the definition of burning money. Why are you on campus? If you go to a, if you go to a two-year program community college to get to get your basics out of the way that's much then that then that's good because then that'll be out of the way you'll get the credits and you're and you're saving money but if you go to a four-year college and apply for loans and you're undecided you're basically drinking the poison of life you just are you're drinking poison you're hobbling yourself. You're breaking your own legs. And that's on the administrators at these high schools. That's on the teachers. That's on the guidance counselors. You got to get these kids ready. I have a coworker that told me that when he went back... He's in his 60s and he went to high school back in like, I think like the late 70s or late 70s, early 80s, mm -hmm. something like that. Um, and he said, he said, one of my teachers, he was a history teacher, I think, or, or, or an English teacher. And he said, guys, I, I, I know that you guys are bored out of your minds here. I understand that the school need the, the 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 school needs to start having these having teachers get you ready for your future. He understood. He was on base with them. He he saw eye to eye, and we need more of that. Like you, you get what I mean, dude. Like the 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 stuff you're doing right now. What book did you ever read that taught you to turn a mic on or to, or to, or to edit or to edit a show? No book ever taught me. You had to actually do it. I mean, you sat through those audio production, like, like classes and you, you sat through them going, this is, this is bullshit. <laughs> this is more boring than ever. You're making you're something more complicated than it really is. 
I mean, like, sure, like, is it good to learn, like, the science of audio and sound? Yeah. It's good to know. It boosts your wisdom. But are you making money off this? Because that's really the ultimate goal of life is, 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 is really to be happy and make money. And money does bring happiness. I've always, I've always believed that. I don't, I don't think it buys happiness, but I think that money brings comfort. Money brings comfort and comfort brings happiness. People got to make money, dude. You're right. And with the way that the educational system in this country is, dude, you wonder why there's so much poverty, why so many young people can't get on their feet. Like, we're left out, left out in the dust. With nowhere to go, nowhere to go. Meaningless left, debt, left with all this debt on the street. And people got to calm down too with the condescending bullshit of, well, you shouldn't have done that degree because there's no career. Man, that's not like, these guys think that we're in well in our minds when, when we pick these degrees. No, we're not. That's guidance counselors putting that on us. You can't go to college. You can't go to college to try something anymore. Can't no. do it. Nope. There's not enough money going around for anybody to try something. Like, you got to really know where you're going. Got to know where you're going. That's why I think that you're going to see a lot of, you're going to see a, a lot of high school graduates take that one year off before going to college. We're going to see a lot of that nowadays. And you know what? 10 years ago, that was very frowned upon. But now times have changed and people understand that you're going to need a lot of money to make the decision to go to college. So use the year to go and find some work, get some money on your own and learn more about yourself. Because the because the scumbags in the high school system didn't didn't help you on your way. They nope. didn't help you on your journey. Ed, education should be a journey. School should be a journey from pre-K to high school graduation. It's a journey. And it's almighty and noble to tell somebody, well, it's it's never too late. Yeah. It's also look at my bank account because as much as my dreams are um, uh, as, 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 as much as my, my dreams are big, I don't have the money or, or the time, you know, oh. that's why I say, look into trade schools. Look into specialized schools like the Connecticut School of Broadcasting if, if you want to enter that field. You know, I'm, I'm just giving an example. You know, if you want to be an artist, you know, go to, go to an art school. Find, find what works for you. If you want to be an actor, go to drama school. Drama school or move out to California. You know? get reps over there like the, the mindset's got to change dude it's a shame because so many young people especially us too have have been duped we were duped big time i think that to be honest dude with what you're going for right now with what you're doing you could have gone to a freaking local college in in, in freaking in, in connecticut i really think you could have i could have yeah I mean, you know, um, uh, what's that school in Connecticut? Quinnipiac. Oh, Quinnipiac. Okay, yeah. They have a very big radio program over there. Huge. I'm surprised that you didn't go there. No, I, I went to St. John's. Foolish me, right? <laughs> Foolish. It, well, it's because St. John's is not a school for radio. Just no. isn't. No. Just isn't. 
But they don't tell you that. No. They're not looking into that for you. It's not a good idea to put big decisions on a kid. Because most of the time it doesn't work. And a, a confused, somewhat scared 18-year-old kid who is staring life in the face, you're going to put a big-ass decision, an expensive decision on them. Is that for real? <clears throat> is, that really what, is that really what we do? I guess that's what it's coming down to. I'm down to Max. It's what it, it's what's been. It's what's been, yeah. It's what's been. It's 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 it, it's what happens to millions upon millions of people here. They put a very expensive, life-altering decision on a young, scared kid. That's what it's all. Of, that's what it's been. But I'll end the show on this. Life is a journey. Education should have been the journey. It really should have been. <sighs> Education's got to change. It's got to change. I agree. But let's end this right here. So let's give our socials. You go first, as always, man. Yep. yep. So um, my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the real Max T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. Again, T-H-E-R-E-E-L-M-A-X. You can check out all the previous shows here on this YouTube channel right here, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Make sure you subscribe. We're available on all podcasting platforms, iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbeam, you follow any podcasting platforms. The Tony Mad Max show is on it. Perfect. We'll be back next Thank week. Thank you, guys. Yes, absolutely. Also, watch Duke and UNC tonight. The final four is here. You have Kansas and Villanova as well. Huge. The national championship game is going to be on Monday. Exciting time to do. Duke, UNC in the final four. The world stops. The Coach world K. absolutely stops. This could be Coach K's last game, or he can be playing the national championship. So thank you guys for tuning in. Be safe. Wear a mask if possible. Get vaccinated. Get boosted, please. Just all in all, be safe. Be happy. Enjoy the warm weather because spring is here. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. So long. So long.